The reading today is taken from page 237, 237 of the New Testament section of the Bible. 1 John 3, verses 11 onwards to chapter 4, finishing at verse 6. This is the word of the Lord. For this is the message you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. We must not be like Cain, who was from the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil and his brother's righteous. Do not be astonished, brothers and sisters, that the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brothers and sisters. Whoever does not love abides in death. All who hate a brother or sister are murderers, and you know that murderers do not have eternal life abiding in them. We know love by this, that he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers and sisters. <coughs> How does God lo God's love abiding anyone who has the world's goods and sees a brother or sister in need and yet refuses help? Little children, let us not love in word or speech, but in deed and truth. And by this, we will know that we are from the truth and will reassure our hearts before him. Whenever our hearts condemn us, for God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Beloved, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have boldness before God and we receive from him whatever we ask because we obey his commandments and do what pleases him. And this is his commandment, that we should believe in the name of his son Jesus Christ and love one another just as he has commanded us. And all who obey his commandments abide in him and he abides in them and by this we know he abides in us by the spirit he has given us beloved do not believe every spirit but test the spirits to see whether they are from God for many false prophets have gone out into the world by this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, 
of which you have heard that it is coming and now it is already in the world. Little little children, you are from God and have conquered them. For the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. And they are from the world. Therefore what they say is from the world and the world listens to them. We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us and whoever is not from God does not listen to us. From this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Please stand for the gospel. This reading is taken from page 106 of the New Testament section of the Bible, 106, and it is John 15, verses 12 to 17. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my Father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commands so that you may Love one another. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Let us pray together. Lord God, we give thanks for your love for us and your message of hope in the Scriptures. We pray that they would transform our hearts through faith. For we ask in your mighty name. Amen. Do take a seat, everyone. So this morning we will be mainly mining the goodies from our first reading, 1 John 3. Feel free to keep it open with you this morning. We sit in the beginning of the first week of Lent, as uh, Jeff indicated to us at the beginning of the service, when we've had Ash Wednesday, and for the first time in my ministry, it's coincided with Valentine's Day. Uh, I've never had that. I don't know what the odds are are on it. It'd be an interesting piece of math to work out how often that happens. Uh, You have to work out lunar cycles, leap years, and various other things. It would be an intriguing piece of maths. Um, But maybe in a surprise, um, we coincide with that sense of self-reflection and the love of God. And it coincided on that day, and it coincides again with our readings today. 
Um, But as Jeff also indicated at the beginning of our service, part of our self-reflection is acknowledging our need for God and his ultimate love for us. So it is very apt for this time of year. And so, firstly, from that passage of 1 John 3, um, we'll be considering the qualities of God's love. What do we see as the qualities of God's love um, as shown in that chapter? And then when it goes into chapter 4, how we test it. How do we know that it is from God and not from another place? So, firstly, the qualities of of God's love. The first quality is its origin. In 1 John 3 verse 11 it says, For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that you should love one another. So ultimately the the love that we find from God is eternal. It is from the beginning. It hasn't changed. It's not created. It's not something of our own imagining. It has been, it is, and it will always be. We see uh, as an example, they give the example of Cain and Abel from the book of Genesis. Uh, A very early example from the Bible, a recap of that. We have the, the two brothers bringing their offerings to God one of fruit, the other of the fat of livestock, and one seems deemed acceptable, the other seems deemed not acceptable. This seems to send one seemingly off the rails and is able to kill his brother. But because one out of jealousy, he is shown he is capable of this heinous act. But he's been able to give this offering. He seems to have been able to have tried to get the attention of God, and God said, this is not acceptable. And actually, he's shown from this moment, far in advance of the moment he kills his brother, he lacks this basic concept of love. And well in advance of what he did, he showed that actually he has missed this mark, not received the love of God, not lived it out, And actually, when he goes to give this offering, God says, no, that's not what I asked from you. Cain has not taken the love of God. He has not lived it out. And when he has given his offering, he's shown his lack of love. He's shown his disconnection from God. And ultimately, this has led to his ability to kill his brother. John starts by showing out this this first quality of love, that it's eternal, that it's from God, that it is from the beginning. Our second quality of God's love is its contrast with that of the evil and hatred of the world. We sometimes think of love as warm and fuzzy, of filled with chocolate or uh, with nice... uh, illustrations on cards. But this description of love that we have from God is a sharp focus. It's nothing fuzzy or warm about it. It's like light shone into darkness, light shone onto a a nocturnal animal that cannot bear the light and goes to seek away the darkness as well. 
You get this sharp delineation from those which are within the love of God and those who shy away from it. It says from verse 13, Do not be astonished, brothers and sisters, that the whole world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love one another. Whoever does not love abides in death. And we see that chief example, don't we, in the person of Jesus, what he did for us on the cross. Verse 16, we know love by this, that he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for one another. And we get that theme as well in our gospel reading. No greater love than the love laid down for their friend. And I know that actually for, for many this becomes a verse that we struggle with because this is a verse we often hear at remembrance. Uh, and it's often um, connected with those. But if we think of it this way, when Jesus laid down his physical life for us, he took on death for us and we spiritually die with him and we are spiritually raised with him to live that life out today. We may be called to physically lay down our lives for the cause of Christ, but spiritually we lay down our lives every single day. At that moment we came to faith, our old self passes away and we have the ability to live in the resurrection that is offered to us today. It has both of those dimensions and that's what I think is really focused in on for us. We live that redeemed life. We are free from shame, from the things that try and hide us from God. We are able to fully love. So we lay down our old selves and we lay down ourselves for the sake of others. Not just for ourselves. And that's an important thing. When we wake up and we pray, Lord, I, I, I lay down my old self for you and I take on the new and I live in that. We don't do it for selfish reasons. We don't do it because that makes me a greater person. We do that because the love of God is within us for the blessing of those around us. And that's always such an important thing. Uh, When we pray and we feel that we know the love of God, we don't do that to hold on to it for ourselves. We do that for the blessing, for the conversations we might have, for the opportunity to see God at work in our lives, in those around us. And so when Jesus walked around us, what did that look like? Though he said many things, he taught many things, we see often most clearly the sense of love that we ha- he had for those, for others, the compassion he had for others in the miracles that he did. He showed loving kindness through helping others, through saving people out of their sickness from death to life. And we see that summarized in that verse 18. Little children, let us love not in word or speech, but in truth and action a real challenge for us, that love is made out through truth, through actions, not in saying um, things. Um, Not that it's exempt from saying things, but it's a greater sense that it is lived out 
in truth and in action. And our passage talks about remaining in that love of God as well in many different ways. It goes on by saying that how do we remain in that love? And it says in order to remain in that love, we do it by obeying the word of God and staying within his bounds. From verse 23, And this is his commandment, that we should believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he commanded us. All who obey his commandments abide in him, and he abides in them. And if we think back to the Old Testament and the people of God as they walked with God, those times when they seemed to be in step with God was those moments that they seemed to be aligning with his commands. And those times when they slowly drifted away, it was those moments when they fell away from following his commands. Maybe dramatically falling away, but often incrementally falling away from his love till the point when they were so far away they saw that sharp contrast they saw their need to return to God and they repented so a little recap on the characteristic of God's love that we see in 1 John chapter 3 firstly it is eternal it is from the beginning secondly It is a sharp contrast from the hatred of the world. There is nothing fuzzy here. Thirdly, it is achieved in truth and in action. And fourthly, it remains, it is maintained by remaining in the commandment of God. And so the reading that we heard um, went on into chapter 4. And at this point they ask, so you know what the love of God is? How do we then test what we're hearing, who we're meeting, that it is in step with the love of God? Ultimately, does it ring true to the God that we have met in Scripture and by the Holy Spirit? And if not, then it cannot be God. Plenty of people will say this or that and will look very impressive. But will they be from God? Does it match up with what he says? And if not, it cannot be from God. So as we go from here today, as we go about our daily business, will we take home this idea of God's love for us? The the picture that is being built up for us over these subsequent chapters that we have been reading about. And the layers that we've been adding on today. The idea of the eternal love of God from the beginning. It's sharp contrast. True, sharp, like bright light in a dark place. Will we achieve it through truth and in action? And will we choose to remain in God's love by obeying his commands for us? Let's pray together. Lord God, we give thanks for your love for us, for the so many ways that you bless us. We pray that we would always lay down our old selves and take on the goodness that you have for us, not just for the blessing of us, but for the blessing of so many around us. We pray this Lent that we would dedicate ourselves to you, not only 
acknowledging our shortcomings, but acknowledging the great love that you have for us and ever striving forward, looking towards that great Easter day when we will fully celebrate your goodness for us. We ask this in your mighty name. Amen.